Hello and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to talk about the latest episode of Doctor Who, and that would be Praxius. Uh, but first, as usual, the news. And, uh, well, we've got a couple of... Uh, couple of items of news uh, for you this week. And uh, I think the one that sort of broke, uh, well, certainly brought to my attention today anyway, uh, was um, now cast your mind back to the um, the season 12 Blu-ray box set, D- Tom Baker's first season um, and the very first um, Doctor Who, the collection Blu-ray box set to be released, um, which I didn't buy, did I? And even, I know you haven't, Paul, but um, well, um, and of course, we all know it was exchanging hands on eBay for upwards to, you know, up to £400 and yes, above, yeah. really. Yes. yes. C- c- cast your mind back to the little tear stained cheeks of Phil when he realised <laughs> he couldn't get any more. <laughs> well, dr- I'm, I've dried those tears, Paul, because it was announced today, it brought to my attention today anyway, that it is now available to pre-order again from Amazon.co.uk um, and it will be released on the 2nd of March. So this time, my order has gone straight in. <laughs> and it's gone for, it's going for the very rather um, odd price of £39.17. Uh-huh. Yes, I don't know why 17 pence. 17 but, uh, pence making all the difference. Oh, yes, indeed. So, uh, yes, I, I'm there this time. I've, I've slapped my order in. Um, and hopefully in a couple of weeks' time, I shall be the proud owner of season 12. So, you were willing to go, even go up to 19 pence, weren't you? I was, actually. <laughs> Outbid them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad because you can still get a um, like a Region Zero version. Uh, which I think is like a US version, but it, a lot of the extras were missing. So if extras weren't your thing, you could have you could have bought that one through Amazon.co.uk. But um, I and I was tempted; it was on my wish list at one point. But I, I'm sort of glad I uh, I held off. Yes. In 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 the, in the hope they would re-release it, and they have. So now again, um, I don't know if this is an, a, another limited release like it was the first time round. I would imagine it would be. Who knows? But and you don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't care because my order's going in. But I say, if you haven't got it the first time around, get your order in quickly um, before it, it uh, disappears again. That's all I can say. So, uh, but anyway, uh, that's it for DVD news. Now, um, Jodie Whittaker news. Now, um, I think after we recorded uh, our episode last week, it's been reported uh, in the press that Jodie Whittaker has stated that she is staying around for another season. Uh, so, which no doubt some of you will, will be rejoicing at, uh, but it hasn't been officially reported. This has just come from Jodie Whittaker. So, unless this is some sort of uh, bit of misdirection on, on her part or not, who, who knows? But um, yeah, it's um, I think good, good news for a lot of lot of people out there. Um, but I think the only bad news to that, I don't think we are going to get another serial. The next series won't appear till twenty twenty two. So we've got a bit of a long wait for the next series of Doctor Who. And apparently it's all to do with the fact that the pre-production takes such a long time um, because of the... Well, the, the technology's changed. It takes a lot longer to set up. So there you go. So thoughts, Paul? Another another long, bleak year of... Not of or over a year of no Who. I'm just thinking, look, if we've got two different Doctors now, can't one do one year, one do the other? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Or just give Paul McGann a go as well, for Christ's sake. You know, <laughs> that crops out every year as well, doesn't it? <laughs> Come on, BBC. Give, give Paul McGann a go. Crikey. 
Before it's too late. No. Yeah. No, but we, we seem to have two doctors now, two different doctors now. They could have their own companions, their own TARDISes. Yeah. And we could, they could do one lot of filming while they're... And the set's already there, so, yeah. you know. While the others are... And yeah. why the, the other people are and are getting their are doing other stuff in their break bit, then they can yeah. uh, um, be doing that. I, th- I think the other thing that's been um, rumoured as well that Tosin Cole uh, might be bowing out um, of uh, Doctor Who as well uh, because he's been cast in a, uh, a a US TV series. I can't remember what, what the hell it was, but um, but that could just be he's doing that whilst they're setting up pre-production for the next series of Doctor Who. Who knows? Yeah, really. Um, but it's sort of yeah. People sort of leap into conclusions that he's leaving. It's it's certainly possible. I think mm. certainly possible. But uh, but there we go. That is it for the the news. We sort of rattled through that rather um, rather quickly um, because of, of of course we've got um, we've got to get on with stats, haven't we, Paul? We've got to get yes. On with, yeah. So um, unfortunately, everybody, it's time for Omega's stats corner. <laughs> Right, okay, so the um, overnight viewing figures for Praxius were 3.97 million viewers. It took a bit of a tumble um, from last week. However, um, that rating did represent, yet again, a 20.2% of the total viewing audience uh, for that evening. So it's still, even though the viewing figures are down, it's still taking the same audience share. Yeah. Uh, so, and it was beaten by Dancing on Ice, which had 4.49 million, um, which again isn't a lot. No, it's still not a lot. Um, I, t- I mean, to be honest, we, we we do this week in week out, and I really don't think there's there's too much um, credence put into, the, into these at all. It just is what it is now. That's it. It doesn't mean to say it's going to get cancelled or anything like that. Yeah, it might it might look um, it might look bad on the face of it, but tell you across the board it's pretty bad I mean, even the the BAFTA film awards only got 3.3 million viewers yeah well not all programs can be country file can they They can't can they or call the midwife for that matter <laughs> that uh which had 6.15 that was that was the top show of the day there you go but uh but the um the audience appreciation index for Praxius was 78 which again is an- another below 80 um mark which is the third one this series, yeah. you had Orphan 55 at 77 and uh, the Nikola Tesla episode at 79. So, um, that yeah, that's not too good, to be to be honest. No. That's quite low, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. But uh, there you go. So, honestly, we'll, we'll get the final figures uh, next week. And, of course, we'll um, discuss them uh, in lieu of nothing else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really, it's important to the point. Uh, so, that brings on to the official ratings of Fugitive of the Jadoon. Um, and that had a consolidated audience of 5.57 million viewers, uh, which made it the 23rd most watched uh, programme of the week. Oh, sorry, no, it was the 8th most um, watched BBC television programme of the week and the 23rd across all television, I should say. Um, and it had a 24.5 share of the total TV audience. And it did end up beating Dancing on Ice, yes. uh, which had 5 million, uh, which is... To be expected, because what's the point of watching a repeat of that if you can't vote in it? Yeah. As we say every week. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, still not... It's, it's added a few... You know, about a million or so viewers on, but it's certainly not what it used to be. Because those, those sort of like the... 
those consolidated viewing figures used to give it a massive boost at one time. And it yeah. Does, even that appears to have tailed off a little bit. I know. It's just, it's just people's watching habits have changed. It they? is, yeah, yeah. But I, I still get the sort of snagging suspicion that people still haven't connected with this iteration of Doctor Who. Don't know, mate. There's, I don't know if there's something putting people off. I don't know what it is. Oh, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I mean, there's, there's the. I mean, those are people decrying it out there. Saying, oh, this is the end. You know, it's going to get cancelled. I can't see them cancelling it. But then, the flip side to that, there's people prove trying to prove that it's better than Capaldi's viewing figures, and it's the best it's ever been. Well, it's not the best it's ever been. I, I not in, not that I can see anyway. Oh. Um, but uh, it has been better. But uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. It, it is what it is. And I don't think Doctor Who's going anywhere. To be to be honest with you. No. Well, there we go. There we go. But so that's the kiss of death. So next will be the last episode of Doctor Who. And <laughs> anyway, anyway, so that's it for. That's oh, so what? Be, 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 cut, give, give it a year or so. You're watching the last episode through the <laughs> through those tears again. <laughs> oh dear! Will I ever? Will I ever? Will I ever stop crying, Paul? Right. That's what I just want to know. Uh, anyway, so that's it for stats, but now it's time for tats, because now we're going to the other side of the room with Omega's tat corner. You pester me with trinkets! Okay, everybody, so um, for those of you who like baking tat, well, good news, everyone, uh, because there's a company called Hero Collector have launched Doctor Who baking sets. So um, I think it's basically just to make um, cookies, really, isn't it? Hmm. I believe. So you've got um, what this does, it's going to launch uh, the spring stroke summer of this year. Um, and it's going to start with three, as it says, it, three cosmic cookie tins. Um, so you get a TARDIS and Dalek cookie set. And it, it contains uh, two reusable cookie cutters. Well, I hope the cookie cutters are reusable, actually. Um, an adult. Oh, I've you, got two cookies. Exactly. What an odd thing to say. It's reusable. Um, are they going for their green credentials there? I think I think yes. <laughs> they sort of uh, sort of overigging the pudding slightly. Um, an adult size who themed apron and a recipe stroke icing booklet. Um, the the next one is a, a tea time lords. See what they did there. Tea time lords cookie set, and it's got um, colon time for tea, um, and it's this biscuit tin contains four reusable cookie cutters. For the 10th, 11th, 12th and 13th Doctors, plus a Doctor Who tea towel and another recipe stroke icing booklet. Then we have the Monsters cookie set. And you can fill your tea time with terror, so it says here. And this features four reusable cookie cutters featuring the Cybermen, Sontarans, Weeping Angels and the Silence. Plus a Doctor Who tea towel and a recipe stroke icing booklet. There we are. So uh, the these will be... Um, on display at the Birmingham Spring Fair, the NEC Birmingham, which runs from February the 2nd to February the 6th. By the time this goes out, it's pretty much all over. Fuck, um, yes. But Or you can get catch it again at the New York Toy Fair or, uh, between February the 22nd and the 25th. Okay, so these will be available from Hero Collector. Um, and they do all sorts of... Um, apparently, it says it high-quality collectibles from across the world of pop culture. Hmm. hmm. So that's one to one to look out for. Unfortunately, at the moment, um, no idea on cost. No, 
no idea at all. But um, oh, I can see that they'd be fun to. Well, I can I can see my um, son wanting to have a crack at that. Actually, he he, like, he enjoys. Uh, he, he made a nice um, sort of chocolate digestive Smarty and Malteser cake. Huh. Actually, um, yeah, the other day. So um, yes, yeah, so I think it will it'll definitely be up for making some uh, some Doctor Who cookies. Certainly. So uh, there we go. So now um, we have another item in Tat Corner this week, and um, well, Paul, you picked this one up, didn't you? Well, not not you haven't bought it. I didn't mean it like that. Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I just had a look in my pocket and found some loose change to buy it. Exactly, yes. exactly. Um, yes, you you found this from, from the, um, the I saw the fantastically named Rubber Toe Replicas. Yes. Yes. Um, now. Not very topical, really, but it's another 10th Doctor Sonic screwdriver. Um, now, obviously, with Rubber Toe Replicas, they do make props for the actual show. So, you know, the quality um, is going to be of the highest order, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Um, so, this particular one is made from uh, brass, um, aluminium, machined acrylic, nylon, 3D printed resin, hand cast resin. And use your electronics um, so, so you can light up and make them make the sounds and, and everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like a, a very, very beautiful um, prop. Or, 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 yes. or, or, I don't know what you call it, toy. I don't know what you want to call it, really. But um, you might want to um, not play with it for, for two. Actually, before I say that, it does come with, with a, um, a base as well. Um, so the base lights up and can be plugged into any USB port as well. And it's a limited edition, this one. So it's... Uh, going to be 300 pieces um, of, of this particular one uh, made and the first 10 um, are estimated to ship in early summer of this year and that is that is the uh, that is subject to change however if you would like to purchase this you can put a down payment against uh, one of these right now you have to put down a 50 percent deposit of yes. 325 pounds and i must admit when i first opened up this this page yeah my first, my first thing I saw was the three hundred and twenty-five pounds, and I thought, "That's a lot." Yeah, and then you realized, and then I realised yeah. that was just the fifty percent free. <laughs> yeah, so this will set you back a whopping six hundred and fifty pounds, plus shipping. Yeah, well, I, I, um, where where applicable? So that's um, well, that's going to be abroad then, basically, isn't it? Anyway, outside the UK, I'm certainly going to, uh, yeah, cop that. Yeah, that is um, one heck of a lot of money. I'll say it's a beautiful prop, but a heck of a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, when, when's yours arriving, Paul? Um, I don't know. I think I may just have to look at this one a bit misty-eyed. <laughs> are, are you wiping away the tears, are you, Paul? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to be crying over this one, I'm afraid. But... <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be mine. No, no, exactly. I mean, as I say, it is, it is lovely, but... Uh, Crikey, that's that's a that is far too expensive. That really is. I, I think I'll stick with my uh, character options one. It looks just as good, to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah, and it makes the noise and lights up. Ooh, yeah, that that will do me. Thank you. And plus, the fact my one turns into a handy pen as well. Ah, well, there, there you are. Know. You see, see exactly. You wouldn't get that for six hundred and fifty quid, there, would you? No, no. <laughs> okay, everybody. So, um. Well, before I sort of like um, 
this money burns a hole in my pocket any, any longer. Um, so um, I didn't notice at the bottom. It's got warning: it can be a choking hazard. But I think if I'd have been eating when I opened up the page and saw the price, it may well have affected me that way. Oh God! Yeah, I, yeah, that that would make you choke actually. But uh, anyway, anyway. So um, yeah, high high class swanky tat. I think we'll, we'll, mm. we'll class that one as. But uh, anyway, folks. So that's it for the news stats and tat for another week. So coming up next, we're going to be discussing Apraxius. So for another week, then that was the news. then it's time to discuss the latest episode of Doctor Who and this week we are talking Praxius. Need some help over here! Two identical deaths on two different continents. It's even more dangerous than I thought. <laughs> and I believe it's my turn to go first, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. What um, did you think? What did I think? What did I think? Um... It was okay, I think. Really, um, I think on first first viewing, because uh, I, I had to record uh, for the other podcast, one the Doc Two podcast. I I recorded something immediately afterwards, and I was I was a little bit sort of yeah, sort of you know I I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. Um, I think that the the big thing that people latched onto again this week is the the eco message, uh, yeah. which I think was done a, a, a more subtly. Yeah, no, I think I the think, last time. Yeah, I had no problem with the eco message in this one. I had no problem and with the had, eco message had, in the last one, just the had, way it was done. <laughs> yeah. And had we not had the previous one, I don't think anyone would have been complaining about this one. No, probably not. I think it's just the fact that it's two within a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um I think my my initial issue with this was yet again another episode starts with a voiceover which is getting a little bit tired for me I'm, I'm sorry to say um, but it, okay it wasn't a, a lecture on you know plastics or anything like that I think that this time they tried to let the story sort of deliver that message actually uh, yeah. but and it, it, did, it did remind me of the beginning of that Silurian one yeah, exactly. Um, I think someone else, I, I've read someone else, said, well, that this is sort of like Joseph Whittaker trying to deliver like a, a David Attenborough-style monologue. So at the yeah. start of start Blue Planet or, or something. Um, which, I, yeah, I can I can see the, 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 the parallel there with that. But, um, yeah, I, t- to me, it's just the fact, if you have to start off with a voiceover and you've got no clear beginning for your story... That, that's, yeah. a, that's how I've, I always found that to be a very, very weak... Way of of starting something off, so and it's something. That I mean, I actually death. Yeah, I actually don't think it really added anything. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't explain anything, nor did it uh, enhance the story. So yeah, and I'm not sure if it really needed it. No, I don't. I don't. But um, but anyway, I mean, it started off with a um, like another globe trotting. Uh, Sort of kind of story, which we've had a lot of this series. So we're going, going across different locations across the globe. Um, but and again, another one that starts off with them, yeah, coming half, halfway through, halfway kind through. of thing. They're already investigating. Yeah. Um, 
again, I, I don't know. I don't know if it, it worked. I, I mean, I think I, I did say before on the, on the other the other podcast ones. Yeah, I, I quite like the fact that you that you sort of started off um, sort of mid midway, as you say, through their investigation. But I don't know if thinking about it and and watched it again. Um, I thought, as, as you say, we, it, it's again we've we've already had that. Right. You know, um... again though, I think actually this one actually worked and sort of made sense if you've got the three locations. Um... It does, but to, to be honest, did it need three locations to tell the story? Did we, did we need I... to go to Hong Kong, Peru, and Madagascar? I don't um... think we did really, because the, the threat of the birds in Peru were also in Madagascar at the end, so you could have cut that off right there. No, but the, I, I thought that was the point of it was the fact that actually this is now well this is becoming worldwide. So yes, those birds are the, you know traveling from South America across, and this is this is why it's a problem sort because of my, it's migrating be, migrating yeah. crows it yeah. to be actually yeah yes. no I to, to me it, it to me it wasn't necessary you you could have told the story w- without that. To me, um, mm. there was no need from, to my point of view, anyway. I don't think you needed to to globe trot quite so much. Um, so I know I'm, I'm saying I'm really down on this one. I, I, it was um, I think having watched it again, I didn't enjoy it as much the first time. I'm sorry to say. Right. Well, I've watched it a couple of times, and I yeah, I, 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 quite, a... I quite enjoyed it actually. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I sort of kind of did, but now sort of now it's another middling episode, and I think the I think the problem was is Coming off the back of um, Fugitive, Fugitive of the Jadoon, which I seem to be having trouble saying at the moment, um, I mean, it's always going to be a hard act to follow. Yeah. To be honest. And, yeah, I, I just found it a bit bit of a disappointment. And, okay, yeah, we've... And, and yet another eco-story. Yeah, I... You know. Now, the, actually, the other thing as well, you notice about the, the, the birds were... You said migrating across the across yes. the planet, and they were they, and they were attracted to the um, the bacteria was drawn to the microplastics that saturate human beings. So, weren't those same micro? I, I forget. I, I I could be going a completely wrong wrong tack here. Wouldn't those same microplastics be in the huge floating pile of plastic in the middle of the Indian Ocean, or all those plastics are on that on that riverbank in um, Peru? Um, yes, but I think the idea was that it also needed it needed the plastic then to turn the plastic into an organic virus that then needed to feed on something, which was which was yeah, also part. I, I didn't part. Yeah, I didn't sort of quite organic. Yeah, I didn't sort of quite sort of get that. Um, to be honest, maybe, maybe I've missed something there, actually, but. Yeah, as I say, that was it. It needed plastic in it needed plastic and and organic material at the right. same time. Okay, so it looked for something. It looked for an organic material that also had plastic in it, yeah. as opposed to just plastic. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I, I must. I, I totally missed that bit, but I just thought, yeah, well, you've got plenty of plastic lying around. Um. But then again, um, there must have been other species. That have also ingested all those microplastics as well, not just humans. 
We, did, yeah. Did, did we see any other evidence of that? Because there should have been dead wildlife everywhere, to be honest. So I'm being really well, picky now. I'm so sorry. Well, to a certain extent, we've only seen the birds and humans. I mean, we haven't seen... I mean, there, there, could, there could have been... There have been hundreds of dead whales floating or exploding in, <laughs> yeah. in the sea. Yeah. We don't know. Um, there's also, isn't it, partly the fact that actually part of the bird DNA was fighting back against it, which was why they was able to... Yeah, leave. it was the bird's natural yeah. enzymes or something, wasn't it, was fighting, or trying to fight, which caused them to become violent. So there may, it may be that it only there's only certain organ, organisms that will work yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, birds to a certain extent, humans definitely. Um, but who knows what other animals it may or yeah, may not infect, yeah, I know, exactly. or hasn't had time to to cross <laughs> to cross over to another species. Well, it seems to be pretty aggressive. This um, yes. bacteria. So I, w- I would have thought is uh, which I thought was nicely done. Um, actually, yeah. that was suitably um, suitably gruesome, uh, and I was sort of watching that with my my son Scott, and he was sort of clinging onto my arm when um, they got taken over by it. Because it, the way it was, especially um, what's her name, uh, Jamila, on on the on the table in the in the, hosp- in the hospital, um, that was quite graphic. The way she was sort yeah. of like convulsing on the table, um, and my son was definitely scared of that bit. And I say it almost was a um, a behind the sofa moment for him, hmm. actually. So I mean, you know, job done, you know, but. Uh, um, yeah, so putting this to one side, um, the other characters, you, you had the Adam Lang, the astronaut. Um, again, was there a particular reason why, again, I must have missed this, I obviously wasn't paying attention, why they chose to pluck him when they could have just picked anybody? Would have been um, exposed to the plastic. Was there some reason why? He's... I didn't. I, I didn't. I don't recall I th- them actually explain why it had to be him. I think his ship crashes quite close to where they crashed. Now, why they then take him to Hong Kong, I don't know. Exactly. Um, and what about the crew on the submarine? That was always like a big plot point, and then it just sort of went to nothing. Well, I presume if they was basically they'd come to Earth. I mean, what I thought was actually a good point on this was the fact mm. that. This wasn't just a crashed ship that then had a virus on it, or an out someone, an alien that then had a virus. This was actually a planned arrival. Yeah. That actually just went wrong right at the end. Yeah. Where yeah. they was actually coming to experiment on humans. Yeah, we're using us as uh, yeah. uh, guinea pigs, weren't they? Hmm. Yeah. So obviously that's why. Well, actually, isn't isn't the the submarine? They say something hit the the the, uh, the one bloke they pull out of the sea from the submarine says it hit us. So wasn't that their ship that hit them as it crashed? Well, I don't know because she was already. Um, what's her name? Suki Cheng. At that point, wasn't she was already set up on the beach and appeared to have been there for quite some time. And it was her ship that obviously landed. So I don't know if, if a minute it was the um, I, I don't know that bit that that bit didn't make any sense. Yeah, 
to a certain extent. I mean, but you could understand that they might have captured then the, the submarine to use the people as test subjects. Yeah, maybe. But again, um, it wasn't really explained. And why right. were they taken to Hong Kong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing you can say as to perhaps why they took him to Hong Kong was basically the plan was to actually then infect him with the disease and let him loose in a highly populated area. Maybe. Then to see how it develops and spreads and gives them quite a lot of test subjects. You were, you, you appear to give this a lot of thought, Paul. They'll just remind me never to accept a drink from you again. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. You know you want to put the space suit on again. He <laughs> <laughs> reminds you of your childhood and Mr. Ben. Come on. What, do you know, I, I did have, when I was a kid, I did have an astronaut's um, suit. And, and one day, my mum and dad... Um, came to check on me after I'd gone to bed. I was only about six or seven, and I actually went to see it with an astronaut's helmet on. <laughs> I was mm. absolutely... They soon took us a foot. Christ, I could have suffocated in the damn things. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, yeah. F- f- yeah. I, 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 so I, the e-commerce is fine, but I just thought the way... I thought for, for me... Uh, as you can tell, I'm sort of picking holes in the plot, which means I, I, at the end of the day, I didn't really enjoy this one that much, to be honest. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't mind the plot. I, 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 I thought it hung together reasonably well. Um, I quite like the fact that... Because actually, the bits where I was starting to watch it and you think, that's that's too well equipped, that lab. Mm. Actually, then they just turn it on its head to say... Yeah. No, there's actually a reason is because everything is here because it is everything you need. Yeah. To 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 work around this to work out what to do mm. with this. And it all took the doctor virus. a long while to yeah. catch on to that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I quite like the fact that that they actually also turn that round. The fact that where the doctor suddenly has all the stuff she needs mm. is actually because there's somebody else there trying to do exactly the same as she's done. Yeah. But they was actually helping things along in the first place. Well, it's... Um, I mean, again, I, I like that aspect. There was kind of it that... Um, what we sort of had with uh, Matt Smith for a while, didn't we? Especially in that, was it... Was it Curse of the Black Spot? Is it, oh, it's this. Oh, so I'm wrong. It's this. And he yeah. kept getting it. So I like the fact that the Doctor wasn't um, all-seeing and all-knowing. Yeah. In this, which I thought was uh, um, refreshing, actually. Very yeah. refreshing. Um, but obviously, we, we've got um, Adam Lang and his husband um, Jake, who we first see tackling um, a shoplifter, <laughs> yeah, in a, in a super rather aggressively in a, in a supermarket. Um, now, do you think this was a a, a positive portrayal of a of um, a gay marriage? Um, I think it it got that. Well, I mean, what it what it was. The first, the first of all, I did look at that and start to think to myself, that was an even if there there's been an argument and there's you know they've drifted apart on whatever, that is pretty casual to be sitting in a bar and then suddenly look at the TV and remember that your husband's re-entering. Yeah, I know exactly. Exactly. At that point. Um... Yeah, that... you you sort you sort of would have made a note of it even if to make sure that you know. It, no matter how bad things have got between you, surely you know when he's 
he's, he's supposed to be coming home. Yeah, precisely. Um, I know they sort of get, they get a happy ending at, at the end, and I did sort of think, oh, you know, are they going to, you know, fridge one of them? Um, but that, it didn't. It didn't happen. But um, no. But even at the end, there was sort of like, you know, was you know, we're still going to work things out. So it still wasn't really. Um, they weren't sort of on a even kill at all with their marriage. Even at the end, it was still a little bit. Well, you know, let's one step at a time. But no, I, I just no. But yeah, then, but then I that, suppose that, it's that, more that, realistic that way, isn't it? Yeah, that that that's not gender dependent, is it, to have that sort of no relationship? No. I, I just, I just um, wonder. It, if, didn't, if, didn't nec- it didn't need to be one one thing or the other. It's just actually yeah how these two people were that were probably opposites that had attracted. Yeah. I think it was just that um, I begin to wonder if anyone saying, "Oh God, you know, it's a gay marriage, but it has to be troubled." Um, but then again, they, they would do that with any yeah, um, it, it, it any didn't have to heterosexual it didn't have marriage to as well. Yeah, wouldn't it they? didn't have you to know? be Eve, that way. It could have been a husband and wife, and you wouldn't have. It wouldn't have said it, anything. It, yeah, the, the script could have been exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. It didn't need to change. They didn't yeah. need to change the script just because. Of that, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was, um, like I say, yeah. My, my only thing was it was the fact that he seemed very um, disinterested right at the beginning to the next minute to be literally arriving in Hong Kong. Yeah, literally must have run out of that bar straight to the airport and on a plane. Yeah, I know. I which, know. Which, it, which, if 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 you're that into the person then you even if you even if your your dislike of of traveling or or actually well, just that, that was it. literally it, it, it you're did. you're trying to yeah, you're it, trying to to make a point you you still to yourself would have made a, a point of actually sitting somewhere where you could watch the him return i'd have thought yeah because he didn't even go to the launch did he i know which is this is because he didn't want to um didn't want to, to, to travel. Um, so, yeah, if he didn't want to watch him take off, he's not going to watch him land either, is he? So. No, but, you know, th- there's a difference between... Even if you've had an argument, well, I'm not going to go. Mm. You'd still, I would have thought, care enough to make sure that they was, everything went all right. Yeah. Which... Yeah, like I say, I mean, and and you'd have thought he would have just not just happened to have been in a bar and looked up at the telly and thought, "Oh, my husband's coming home." Yeah, um, and something's gone wrong. Yes, and he's sort of now. Now I'm concerned. Yeah, it's yes. sort of a bit like that. And now I'm so concerned, I'm going to jet off across the world, even though I don't like travelling. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, I just thought that was a bit a bit odd. That. Um, that. I oh, say so the, the the other couple in this was the Gabriella and Jamila, um, who would do yeah. the the the, so the video bloggers. Um, I okay, yeah, I think vlogging is sort of quite a, a popular thing at the moment. But um, I did like the fact that nobody had ever heard of them. <laughs> yeah, I did quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the shock she had, I mean, she she's even more shocked by that the fact that no one had heard of them than the fact that her friend had just exploded. Yes, I know. <laughs> Oh, and the other bit. This is the other bit where I will find myself um, sitting there thinking, "Yeah, right, okay." Is okay. So they've travelled to this river, mm. 
and they found out that it is actually basically landfill site. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, why did you then carry on and camp in the middle of it? Exactly. Why would you there, do there that? There was a point of when you're at the edge of it, you turn around and you just find a, a space somewhere further back. Yeah. But, 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 Even if it's then you have to set up camp because it's late and perhaps you need to set up camp. But you don't just carry on going into the middle of the rubbish site exactly. and set up your... Because the smell must have been horrendous. I oh, know, it's sort of like there's a nice pile of used nappies over there. Let's go, let's go yes. and camp by that. <laughs> oh no, I want to move it nearer to the corpse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that, so... yeah, that was a, that was a bit a bit daft, um, to be honest, very daft. Um, but as I say, um, putting stuff onto YouTube and knowing knowing who you are, I know that feeling well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I could I could relate to those characters. <laughs> oh crikey! Um, now, what about our, our regulars this week? Yeah, actually, coming back to oh. the the Jake character. It was actually quite nice to have a little Graham talk again. Yes, it was. Yeah, was well, to say that links into what about the regulars really? Um, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, yeah. Another Graham chat and a little um, sort of moment for him to think about Grace. Yes, which, which we haven't had a lot. Of, I thought we've no, had a I mean, this series have we? Really? I mean, to be fair, I think the the Ryan Graham needing to get over it had sort of run its course a little bit. Yeah. And 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 for them to get together, you know, to accept each other. Mm. So there wasn't now necessarily the the need for the the talks between them that we had through most of last series. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean I I do like Bradley Walsh when he does those little Yeah, scenes. I do as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it quite nice. To often often to have the an best thing in it, isn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought it was good to have uh, Yaz had something to do this week. Yes, and to actually take charge. Yeah, as well as yeah. not just be um, filling in, sort of thing. Yeah, or, or just be the one to ask the questions. You know, yeah, sort of like the the, the Joe Grant of the twenty first century. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she had her own little companion this time. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Now, I think there's some, the people have said she's sort of, um, sort of trying to set herself up as like a, um, you know, in in the similar vein to the Doctor taking charge and yeah, and that kind of thing. So this this kind of was that, and there was that. I, I did have a, I sort of a thought did go through my mind when the Doctor turned round when Yaz said, "I'm going to go back and get this bit of equipment," and there's that look sort of like. I'm not so sure on the doctor's face. And I did sort of think, is, is this where um, sort of Yaz buys it kind of thing? Yeah. But no, she it didn't sort of, well, she really nearly did, but... Uh, no. But uh, yeah, yeah. I but I think, was... yeah, I think think it was it was good for her to have a little... Um, well, I mean, we've been saying from the start that she's supposed to be uh, in the police, the police officer. Yeah. So she should... You'd have thought have a sense of take, you know, taking charge. Uh, yes, yeah. Be you know, there should be something, and and, and want to investigate. Yes, right. Um, and yeah, I quite I quite like to I quite like the I quite like the way actually. I think the companions have been used a lot better this series. Yes, they have. Yeah, and and they've worked well. So I mean, the fact that Ryan actually 
has a has a bit on his own. Yeah, which he takes quite control. a lot of actually. Um, yes, isn't he? Yeah, which is fine. I've got there absolutely no um, no problem with that at all. It's good to that given something to do rather than just stand. I, th- I felt with Future of the Jadoon last week they did a lot of just standing around whilst John Barrowman spoke at them. Yeah. Really, um, they didn't really do a lot any of them, but um, yeah, this this week did kind of sort of make up for for that. Um, and it's good actually when they separated in this one that it's Graham and Yaz that go off. Yes, and it's not always going to be Graham and Ryan or Ryan and Yaz. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what about um, Joe Whitaker this week? Uh, yeah, I thought was was good. Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, other than the speak, other than the uh, the bit at the beginning, yes, the Attenborough. Yeah, talk. I think actually yeah. they they her explaining where we're going worked a lot better in this episode. Was a, was more understated. Yeah, the only bit that wasn't, I thought, was really jarring. Was at the end where she decided to save Jake. Yes, on board the ship. Well. So, yeah, I mean, that, so, that, she materi- so we knew what was going to happen. She was going to materialise around him on the ship just before it exploded. Yeah. So we knew it. We saw it happen. We didn't need it explaining to us. And then she explains it to us. Yeah. And it was so unnecessary. Well, perhaps to me and you, but I don't know. I mean, well, you, there, you, you, there could are... see what, you could see what happened. It didn't need explaining. You could see that yeah. he, he was in now inside the TARDIS. You know, it yeah. was... Um, yeah, it was so unnecessary. I don't know if, why they feel the need to have her doctor explain every little bit of the plot. Yeah, or explains that it just happened more you know, rather than the plot. But uh, you know, um, it's so unnecessary. It really is, and it's getting a bit a bit wearing now. I mean, at least they did try to sort of make it more conversational. Try to in this yeah. episode, as opposed to her just. Actually, talking to herself, yeah. which is the which is the problem, um, where you know, basically Ryan had to ask her to explain something, and yeah, Graham as well. So it's sort of that works. I mean, actually, the other thing I'd say is, I tell you what, schools in Sheffield were much better than our schools. <laughs> if if you le- if you could learn how to dissect something from in school, oh, I know. The, I didn't. I didn't think schools still did that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know. We did, we, we, I don't, did, we didn't do dissect. We thought we. I remember no. watching the science teacher dissect a rat, but I don't think we certainly didn't get to have a go at doing that, did we? No. No, not at all. No, no. I, don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't think I got anywhere near anything being no. dissected. And to, and to be honest, I, I wouldn't let half the little shits in our class get get near a scalpel anyway. So. No. No. So there'd be. <laughs> I don't have any happy memories of school, Paul, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're back to the little tear stage. <laughs> uh, um, no. Um, well, as I say, t- talking, uh, sh- sh- should we should we wipe away the tears and um, see what our listeners thought of this episode? Yeah. So I mean, just, oh, you got, just, got, just the one, oh, just the one thing Columbo, about... Just one more thing. Yeah, go on. <laughs> about the materialising. Yeah. Actually, just to say that we've already had the Hedrick argument, haven't we? We have, yes. <laughs> we don't need to revisit it. <laughs> I, I did like the little video someone had put together of that, that scene where 
the doctor explaining what she did. Yeah. And then it just then it just goes to goes to a little clip of Adric standing there looking as if to say what? <laughs> you could do that. Oh dear. Or you could say it's the, right, the, the right. cover that she left behind in Orphan fifty five as well for that right. matter. Crikey. Right. I mean what it actually needs is is Jake and Adam to go off on honeymoon into Australia. Find Tegan, explain to them what the Doctor did so that Tegan knows that the Doctor just did it because he didn't like Adric. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that would be blind if they could do that actually. But uh... Okay, so let's get on with the feedback then. So what, what did the listeners think of this particular episode? So we got some, some um, one, one, one Twitter feedback, very short and sweet for Michael Beltran. And, and Michael just says, loved it. Succinct and to the point, I think you'll find there. Thank you, Michael. Next up, we have uh, Facebook um, feedback. So we have Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast. And Martin says, enjoyed the episode. The environment... Uh, excuse me, I'll say that again. The environmental themes were so much better handled than in Orphan 55. But the Doctor's action at the end makes her inaction at the end of Orphan 55 just seem cruel. And I totally agree with that. You're going to disagree with that, aren't you, Paul? But I agree with Martin um. on that one. No, I mean, I mean, I I agree with it in the sense that, that yeah, I mean, I can understand the the problem you've got was that you you can go it's it's gone always gone both ways with the Doctor. Mm. You can't say that there's a set point at which you can say, oh, well, the Doctor would have acted like this, or the Doctor would have acted like that. I mean, you can always go back to as we've had Captain Jack and the end of the Doctor dances, where he pulls him from a yeah. A crashing spaceship, but then doesn't materialise. But then doesn't stick around at the end of Partner of the Ways. No. Yeah, and leaves him there. So. Yeah. So it, it's always been inconsistent, not... but. Um... Yeah. So in some ways, this is not. This is not. I don't think it's going to be targeted at a, 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 a chibnall, <laughs> um criticism. <laughs> Bring on the chibnall think... hate. <laughs> Because I think the, these inconsistencies have always been there, going back as far as you like. Yes, they have, they have, but uh, but it's still cruel, anyway. So. Mm. Right, it, I, it, it, it just it's just who the Doctor happens to like. Exactly, exactly. She obviously hated those two. <laughs> yeah, and hated Adric. Adric, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. Okay, so thanks, Martin, for starting off that conversation again. So. <laughs> Uh, next up with Joan Alexander, and Joan's got a one-liner. Um, <laughs> two roaming girls, one cup. Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much, Joanne. Um, Jeff Waddle says, "Looked great, great message. Not great, but not bad. Uh, some gory moments. Not enough for me, but more than enough for family viewing. Uh, seven out of ten. And Jody, bloody still rocks though." Okay, thanks, Jeff. I think Jeff has been very, very consistent with his praise for Jodie Whittaker this series, so which is um, nice to see from some people, actually. Um, yes. Next up, we have John Michael Lindsay. Uh, John Michael says, OK, I think we're all agreed that last week's was the pinnacle of Jodie's tenure, so why bring it down with such a crash this week? Again, with the, you obviously didn't get the pollution message before, so here we go again, standard of bashing the viewer over the head with it. Too many characters to have a proper focus on, although Yaz was given a much better storyline this week. The Doctor dances, oh, very uh, Paul, uh, rescue sequence at the end was welcome, but again, this episode ended, ended in a way reminiscent of the He-Man morals of yesteryear. Average at best, I can only hope for better next week. Um, and then to follow that up, 
for younger viewers out there, John Michael did actually post up a um, a YouTube clip of He Man. Do you remember he used to give, give those little lectures at the end? Yes. Of each episode, which I'd totally forgotten about, actually. But uh, no, I, I like the parallel there. Actually, it was very um, He-Man moral uh, giving there, actually. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't agree that it, it, it bashed us over the head so much this time. No, I, th- I think it's just the fact that it was actually... It was worked into th- the plot th- a bit better. Th- this, this one is actually still feeling the... The, the hatred, I don't know, of, of, <laughs> of the previous, of the previous environmental one. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with this one in terms of that. If it, this, if you, if you, if you watch this one in about four years' time, yeah, having not watched Orphan Fifty Five, yeah, first, for, have not watched Orphan Fifty Five for four years, <laughs> you'll probably enjoy this one a lot more. I think. <laughs> or maybe watch this one first, then Orphan Fifty Five. Yes. Yeah. Who knows? But and, uh, just, and sit there drinking from your disposable plastic cup <laughs> with a straw. Yes. <laughs> okay. Whilst burning an oil oil fire as well. So um, anyway, um, email feedback now. Ian Key. Um, Ian says, "Evening. Uh, after last week's high, I found this week's a bit of a letdown. More preaching. More on more on the nose than all from fifty-five. Uh, however, a slightly better story." Uh, do wish we'd go back to the days when the TARDIS had a mind of her own and wasn't controllable and wasn't a taxi for every Tom, Dick or Harry. Uh, it was a nice idea to have three different mysteries tying into one, but ultimately it was just a bit meh. Hopefully next week's will be better. Have a good week, Ian. Um, yeah, it's... Well, I, th- I, th- I think we, 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 obviously, in the previous Edric argument from a couple of weeks ago, actually said that there's a certain point where the doctors actually, the writers have actually caused themselves problems by giving the doctor a controllable TARDIS. Yeah. Um, when when it couldn't do anything with it, um, it made a lot more easy decisions for him. Yes. For her, yeah. As it would be, because actually they couldn't decide whether they was going to do something to save somebody, because it would just been too hit and miss. Too hit and miss. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Anyway. So uh, we have our last bit of email feedback. And once again, it comes from Daniel Winterbottom Stanley. Um, So Daniel writes us again this week and he says, "Uh, Dear Phil and Paul, I hope you're well. What a crazy week it's been in Doctor Who fandom. First, Paul Cornell blocked me. Then Chris Chibnall insinuated that a prominent Doctor Who YouTuber interfered with his dog in 2007. I say whatever happens between a man and his dog is between a man and his dog. I don't really know where to start with this episode. It's the thriller that lacked tension, but it was a nice of it was nice of Greta Thunberg to take time out of a busy schedule to write it. It was again very preachy. Yes, we get it. We should all start a travel vlog. Um, my mate Dangerous Dave says the recycling messages featured this series are to subliminally put the idea in our heads that Chris Chibnall recycling storylines is good for the environment. We call him Dangerous Dave because when he's enjoying, <laughs> enjoying gentlemen's alone time, he he shouts mum and tries to finish before she arrives. Um, <laughs> I'm glad to see they finally dropped Richard Dinsdale. It was getting worse every every week. Thanks, Daniel Winterbottom Stanley. Um, thank you, Daniel. Please keep these coming. It's, it's the highlight of my week reading these out. It really is. Oh, crikey. 
And of course, that's the first time you ever hear them, Paul, isn't it? So, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. That's brilliant. So, yeah, again, um, sort of the feedback there is sort of a bit a bit mixed, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean... I, I a bit like us, think, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody hated this episode. No, no. I, 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 think, I think also where this episode does suffer is actually having followed the previous episode. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it, it's. I think whatever you did, it was always going to suffer. Um, following on from that, whatever, I think whatever your you, your opinions of, um, you know, the, the the whole regeneration cycle being, um, sort of tampered with again. Um, yeah, whatever your your feelings are on that, it it still was. Everyone was talking about it. Yeah, but I mean, it know. actually would have been nicer if they could have actually swapped this and all from fifty five round in the running order. So I think we'd have enjoyed this episode a lot more having not seen all from fifty five. Yes, and and all from fifty five, we wouldn't have cared if it was that bad after. Well, no, I'm, I'm, it was. It was never gonna. It was never gonna. It was never gonna succeed in following last week's episode, no matter what episode it was. Yeah, it? So. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, so a bit, a bit of a mixed response from us too this week. Hmm. This one, which um, no, I mean, I, I, I generally liked it. I just, I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably watch it again. Like I say, if I was if I was watching telly and it came on. a Again, I'd probably watch it again. It's not a, yeah. it's not a bad episode. I don't yeah, think. yeah. I think the um, I think one one of the issues was that during this, when I watched it the first time, I was reaching for my phone, which isn't a good sign for. I was I was I was losing interest a little bit in this one. It didn't really grab me this mm. week. It it was it was you know it's not a bad episode. It just as I think it's in um, Key wrote in his email. It, it was just I just found it to be meh. Really, it wasn't. Huh. You know, it wasn't anything really. It was just sort of there. But um, anyway, it's uh, onwards and upwards, Paul. So I'm going to say, yes, onwards and right. upwards. Um, because next week, if, I think it's yes, another globe tropping, <laughs> globe globe tropping. It was a globe trop, um, globe trotting story as well. Um, so uh, and yes, another earthbound story. Yeah, I mean, which seems to be. Where we've been, isn't mm, it? I wonder, if, I wonder if this is going to build up to something at the end. Yeah, isn't the last two episodes a two-parter? I believe it is. So, yeah. I believe it is. So we'll, we'll see what um, what this has all been building up to. And of course, when, when is the lone Cyberman going to feature? Yes. And is, and is the other Doctor, Doctor Ruth, going to reappear? Yeah. I would, yes. I would imagine so, actually. I'd have thought so. I'd have thought, I thought that was too to be too much of a throwaway thing just to do that and then never return to it. Or maybe they're not going to return to it till next series because we know Captain Jack's not in it again this series. Yeah. So, or so Chris Chibnall says. I mean, that, that actually would be brilliant, actually, I think. If they just never mention that episode again. <laughs> you cruel man. <laughs> Poor John Barry, he so desperately wants to come back on telly as Captain Jack, and he's got his moment. Yeah. He's only here for about ten minutes. So. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so I believe next week's episode is called "Can You Hear Me?" I think, actually. So, yes. um, so look, look forward to, to that one. So, um, I got to say that had a fairly nicely with our usual problems with Skype. <laughs> I'll just, just getting more people to listen to us will be. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, but we're not interested. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, everybody. So uh, until we return next week, 
It is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.